Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Roll Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor, and today we have episode 109 after a, a much-needed break up at the MICIA event last week that uh, was quite a blast, as always. But uh, today, uh, we have two, two special guests on the show. Uh, first, uh, Jeff Remages with uh, Beachgrass Events. He's the founder, along with his wife, uh, Jenny. And then, of course, Katie Lynch Lindgren with uh, with Greenstem, the senior PR and owner and founder as well. So, thanks so much for being on the show, you guys. Thanks for having us. Awesome, awesome. Um, the exciting event coming up, the original Cannabis Crown, is is happening, and it's in Hartford, down in Southwest Michigan. Um, that's August uh, 26th and 27th, uh, next weekend. Uh, and I remember when I first saw it uh, kind of come about, it definitely had a kind of more of a, a caregiver feel to it. And that's what struck me to it and the vibe and uh, then the fact that uh, Greenstem was the, um, you know, the, the, the dispensary provision center that's going to be um, doing the sales and the way that uh, you guys are doing it. You know, super excited about it. You know, we're not normally uh, involved in, in these events and uh, this is just a, a great fit. So. Um, you know, uh, I first became aware of uh, what, what Jeff was doing uh, with this event. And when I saw him getting posted, I saw a lot of the southwestern and western Michigan, uh, I guess, OGs and people that get riled up a lot were, were, were coming online saying, hey, this is a great event. These are, these are great people. And uh, that's not normally the case. So that, that stuck out to me. I'm looking forward to getting to learn more about uh, Jeff and also also um, excited to, to be at this event. Redemption is a uh, sponsor of one of the consumption uh, lounges. Um, and then with uh, Katie, you know, uh, Katie, we met a while back. I, uh, you know, great, great story in Niles, Michigan. Uh, you know, I, I came down and um, saw the store and, and hung out with you and, and your brother, uh, uh, Zach. and. Uh, yep. Kind of heard really how you guys got the store and what you put into it, where the family was at, and then of course your dad, uh, George, uh, who's now one of the uh, board members at MICIA. We're really excited about that. Uh, yeah, so just are his, we. It's uh, it's awesome. It was uh, you know serving you know Kevin and I around the legislative committee mm-hmm. with with you guys, and we got to see you in action, and it's just a great fit. But um, you know, and hearing your dad's story, uh, I don't know, I'm not gonna talk about it on here, but just his background and. Uh, you know, it's just a great fit. I heard heard a lot about uh, George from uh, and you guys from my, my close friend Mark Passerini, and uh, yeah. leading up to it, and and you know, when you guys were definitely one of the stores that I felt like Redemption had to be in, and I'm so excited that it's it's gone well and been a great partnership. It's been great. We've loved our partnership. We've loved every minute that you guys have been in there. But yeah, yeah I mean, like I, we've been together for a few a couple of years at least now. The store opened in March of 2020, right? And the company really started in 2018. And um, my husband and I were living in Southwestern Michigan, or excuse me, Southwestern Wyoming. I have to always 
catch myself on that, but Southwestern Wyoming. Adam was a commercial paleontologist in his previous career life. And I worked in secondary education and um, we loved our jobs. We loved our career. We loved our life out there. And, but we started seeing um, big hits to our industries uh, around 2016, 17. And we, my dad saw that he had retired early when my daughter was born and he, want, he was very involved to come out to the mountains like every six weeks and stay for a while. But he saw um, our lives kind of start to shift a little bit differently and um, saw our discomfort starting to happen. And my brother was back in the Detroit area working for corporate and like, you know, he was not happy himself. So my dad was like, you know, I've got this idea. I've talked to my financial planner. It's going to take everything we all have and all of the sweat and tears we've got and probably the majority of our blood, but we put it all on green and we were finally able to open the store in uh, Niles in 2020. Three weeks later, the pandemic hit. So we had to completely pivot overnight and uh, switch to curbside and flourished and really took the took the horse by the reins on that realm um, down here in our quadrant. Um, but now recently, all of that hard work and all of that sweat and tears and a lot of blood, <laughs> um, we, uh, we were finally able to build our grow and our lab. Um, and our grow is sticky, or is Simplicity Farms, and our lab, Sticky Mitten and Simplicity Extracts to come. Um, but that's a CO2 lab and a solventless lab. So. It's, it's, we've got some cool stuff coming out of there, but we're, we're now vertically integrated. We just had our first harvest a couple of weeks back. So we're excited about that. Sticky Mitten products are not just at Greenstone anymore. We've got them scattered about in a few different stores, um, starting in Southwestern Michigan and branching out from there. So we're getting excited about those things, but it's a new realm and era for us, but we're pretty stoked. That's, that's awesome. And I know it's a, that's a, a, a summary of a lot longer story. So yeah, there so is so much. You should have my dad on and he'll tell yeah. you all about the 70s <laughs> and he'll go into cannabis history and politics. Yeah. Like, whew, that's a TED talk in its own. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the coolest things about Michigan, I think. And, you know, like families like yourself and, uh, you know, like everybody on here, like you just put, put everything you got into it and it's do or die. And, uh, you know, um, yeah. still, still pushing through. So, um, uh, Jeff, um, tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up. And I know uh, um, you and your wife have been caregiving at, at certain points in time, both different times, and, you know, came, came from that market and obviously uh, had a focus on it. You can't fake it. We all know that. So, um, and then uh, from there, that, uh, how the original cannabis crown was born. And uh, let's get in, get into that. Cool. Again, thanks for having us on. And, um, yeah, so my background, we, my wife and I both grew up in Indiana over the state line, um, <clears throat> went and lived in Chicago at the start of our professional career. She's an occupational therapist and spent the last 10 years in, you know, uh, hospital settings and healthcare. Um, I have worked in real estate, mortgage banking, uh, videography, bartending and everything in between. Um, primarily focused on the mortgage and real estate industries. Uh, we 
roughly 10 years ago, we were looking for a place to call home. I needed access to medical cannabis. Um, I had uh, some pain issues, which led to other habits, which, you know, led to harder things. And so restructuring our life actually kind of became centered around access to medical cannabis. So when we were moving back to the area, we chose this side of the state line. I was fortunate enough to kind of have a caregiver in place because he was a friend of my wife's cousin who was set up in Buchanan and had been for a while at that point after um, spending some time in Colorado. And so we kind of had the ready-made structure in place and, and that's kind of what uh, I would say reignited my passion for cannabis. It had kind of, you know, always been around. Um, and then the pandemic and those things kind of, once again, changed where that passion lie. And um, I have always been a festival kid since I was like 13 or 14. And um, that's kind of the one place where, um, you know, the prohibitions on cannabis were non-existent depending on whatever venue we were at. And so, this was a really logical step. Um, our buddy Joe Marcinek, who's been a friend now for like 15 years, has built this really cool thing around the Dead Funk Summit. And they've done, you know, shows in New Orleans, in Chicago. They play the Dead & Co. after shows. And um, the lineup of musicians he's played with is absolutely astounding. And then to have guys like DJ Logic, Jason Hot, Steve Molitz, you know, it's these guys have all played with uh, the people who founded the scene and the touring economy, as we call it. So, you know, another aspect for us that was really important is that we are all it's it's direct contact through us. So we're not working with booking agencies. We're not working with all these in-betweens. We are it's us to the musician, you know, Joe and I were texting last night about doing sound checks and who's coming out when, and our sound guy is on the same thread. Um, Ryan Rush, who's doing the sound engineering is just a phenomenal, phenomenal human being. And um, so again, everything's been really organic and building from, you know, base to now. He was formerly the sound engineer with Tao in Las Vegas. His wife started blowing glass when she was 19 on the West Coast, then worked in dispensaries in Vegas, saw kind of the um, corporatization of the industry out there and took a step back. And then when the pandemic slammed the entertainment industry, they came out here to kind of do homespun festivals like we're doing. He also has the most insane sound array I've ever seen in my life. So on top of being like a nice guy and good human, he's like technically just a mastermind, you know? So they're all kind of interrelated parts. <clears throat> most things are sourced here from Michigan. Um, we have an amazing market put together. If you guys have like two seconds, I'm gonna run through some of our um, non-cannabis vendors and then we'll talk about our, our cannabis because that's the focus. But We've got uh, Tom's happy little tie dyes and he does like dresses, hats, shirts, all kinds of stuff. Um, PAC memories, which is like a mirrored photo booth to create kind of, you know, individual, create your posts and stuff for the gram, right? Uh, like store custom notebooks. He's actually a former member of the Verve Pipe. I don't know who's old enough to remember who the they Verve were. Pipe. Yes. So. <laughs> 
So Doug now takes old records that are no longer playable, takes the album art and hand binds them into notebooks, diaries, all that stuff. So you can pick from his stuff on site and he'll hand bind it for you like right in front of you. Um, the Technicolor Squirrel Bash Glass is coming out to do live glass demonstrations. They're out of Pennsylvania. They'll have like four blowers on site. And, um, you know, that's it. all these things are culturally significant to the cannabis community and have been kind of since I've known it. And I think since its inception, they've kind of moved hand in hand on the outskirts of society, if you will, you know, and so it's um it's kind of cool to take all of this stuff into a licensed event and bring it into the venue space uh we have bird's eye views coming out um a lot of you guys are probably familiar with them in their store uh some of you might even have some tattoo work done by tony as various points of your life um emily's massage she's a dear friend she'll be doing chair massages Blue Creek Leather, he hand makes everything from cutting the leather. He's got cannabis molds, so look for cannabis leaf belts, wallets, and all kinds of awesome handmade merchandise. Uh, Wendy and Gabriel McKenzie, they're uh, graphic designers, teach uh, t-shirts and stuff. Mandy Meager, she does resin, you know, ashtrays, all that stuff. Cultivate is a new uh grow supply store that opened up here in Union Pier and is a dear friend. And then we're working with the League of Miracles out of Hartford. And the League of Miracles is, uh, it, it's a youth sports league that focuses on inclusivity for all children, uh, especially children with special needs. So it's kind of cool to have that resource here. And, and it happens to be in Hartford and um, happens to be near and dear to the track owner's heart. So we're, um, and my wife coming from occupational therapy that one means a lot and um the city of hartford uh, fire department we're also working with uh to kind of fill some gaps and some needs that we heard during uh city council meetings over the course of our application process so and then we've talked to a few other charities as well some of which you guys uh might be familiar with and we haven't kind of settled on who's going to finally be there but there probably will be some other nonprofits involved as well i'd love to see the great lakes expungement network on the list there josie she's local to us right here and i think she's playing yeah i thought she, she is she's, so so yeah. josie and i talked and she hadn't i we were trying to figure out which one of your um, organizations we'd like represented the expungement network is near and dear to my heart and yeah. um would would be something we'd love to see represented but um she was between sons and daughters united uh great lakes expungement network you know she she's got a lot going on and then the redemption yeah. foundation yeah. and yeah so so we were we were trying to decide what would be the best fit and i i think uh either which way you guys will have some good representation and we know josie's awesome yeah. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. And I'm gonna we're gonna talk about that. I'll, I'll be speaking with her later on that. And uh, no, I'll go down and pick her up and bring her personally. I know. Because it sounds like a really good time, man. It sounds like a really, really good time. I know. I'll be there. Yeah. We're Thank getting ready for Hawks. We're getting ready for Hoxieville right now. We have oh, a yes. consumption lounge license. We're working with Dune Grass, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna be splitting after this and heading down and getting the, seeing what the footprint and see what the uh, the event has in store for us to make all of our changes to sorry to submit to the CRA. 
And uh, yeah, it's it's exciting to bring this thing into the normal space, you know, or you know the festival experience, the um, you know all of the, the subculture and all the stuff that has stemmed from cannabis culture, and bring it into just a normal festival, you know, accessibility and just making things, just normalizing everything. And uh, Tom and I were talking last week at the MICIA Summer Annual. Jeff, I didn't get the chance to tell you this on the phone the other day. I don't think. But like when he was talking about Hoxieville, his festival this weekend, it was like the whole the whole idea, like when we had come together months ago, where it was just like, it's so very reminiscent and it's so nice and fresh to see, you know what I mean? And it was like, it was reassuring hearing it from Tom because, you know, he's a role model for me. And like, I, and not to speak like you're not here, I'm sorry, Tom, but like, <laughs> but, but it, you know, you guys, it's, it's really cool to be able to start feeling these like cohesive thoughts of like festivals could be really cool because just having cannabis there adds to it, right? It adds. Well, it's always been there, but just, you know, bringing it, normalizing it, bringing it, normalizing it. And it felt so cool to be able to put together a tent when Jeff came forward and he was like, Hey, you know, we really would just like to work with you guys. And like, we started building this cannabis element together and it was just so fun. And like the committee that we built at home, like at home base, at home, right? Family company, so that's a bad habit. But when we built it at home at the store, like we put this committee together and it was just, it's been magic all along. Like it's really been super cool every step of the way. The relationship that we've been able to build with Jeff and Jenny and what they're doing at the Hartford Speedway and this whole, the whole music festival itself. And it does, we have a lot of caregiver festivals down in Southwestern Michigan. And I mean, one of the joints that I have for, for our podcast, I mean, caregiver week and I, I, you know, I've got my favorite. And, but I, I just, I love that it's this feeling that our area and our culture of cannabis here, um, it's so respectful. And I think that that's something that's been missed a little bit. And it, what Jeff and Jenny have put together is very respectful of the culture and the community. And then you add the element of like a licensed event and product and facility and we've come in and I think we have all been very mindful of it. It's just been so fun. <laughs> it's been so oh, much fun. Totally agree with all of that. When we, um, when we set out and I conceptualized this kind of festival with Jenny, um, I mean, a, once we made the decision that it was going to be a licensed event and that was the way we were going to move forward. And that was the only way we were going to move forward that kind of, you know, that, that limits you to some extent, but also what it did was force us to do probably a little more research than we had prior. And, and what we found is there are some amazing companies operating here, uh, like Redemption, like Green Stem, um, you guys really do a lot for the communities. And so, um, you know, there for us, there was no moral conflict once we knew who we were working with and who we were moving forward with. Um, we did have a contest element set up that we worked with the spot laboratories uh, to set up the protocols on. And unfortunately, you guys, 
know they're um, they're no longer testing, which actually kind of coincided with when we were going to be opening up our submission period. We did have that contest open to uh, Michigan recreational growers, Michigan caregivers, and licensed and facilities, which was the way we were kind of conceptually trying to bring all of the communities together um, and and maybe bridge some of the divide and see everybody's not so different and like you guys are you know that that was kind of the advocacy we are trying to start with but um i i don't think the spirit of where we started has been lost by any of the regulatory processes but it, it was a matter of finding the right partners you know what i mean yeah. well there's a, the state has a lot to learn when it comes to these events uh, what i found <clears throat> just yesterday we were left scrambling to figure out how to handle dabs as uh, product promotional products because you never call them samples. Don't ever do it. Just like don't call it a provisioning center. Um, anyway, so, you know, can't just call it a dispo, have to call it a provisioning center. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. Dispensary. Yeah, can't call it a dispensary. A provisioning, yeah. Provisioning center makes me feel like right. I'm going to go trade beaver, beaver pelts or something. Outside of town and they're like, I thought this was camping here. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah so yeah, the, so we're finding that the, you know, product promotional products that have to be divvied down into single um source like mm -hmm. and penny transaction through a uh through a register to track through metric <clears throat> uh you, the days of just like loading up dabs for people if the cra sees that that's what we just found out where in the past it was just gangbusters so really yeah. the state has a lot to learn <clears throat> from the culture and a lot of the uh uh you know the tape that we have to deal with that is unnecessary because they don't understand what we're doing. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of minutia stuff and nuance involved, but, you know, I think speaking to the regulators when they're there on site and explaining the processes and maybe even suggesting things that, you know, could be changed in order to make these things go smoother and, and a little bit less uh, cumbersome, because all this going to do is make it almost impossible for us to to do these things and, and when there can a caregiver event can happen and as, as they should and it can i mean they're not subjected to any of these things so you know if they're really the whole idea is to you know shift people to the regulated market to purchase their cannabis then you know they need to be more supportive of people doing these things i know it's always just a learning curve but and i'm just curious to see i i would love to come you know come down and come to the event jeff and uh and pick your brain too because uh we've we've been through a lot and uh i think that together we can maybe get through to the cra i mean i mean yeah. risbo stepping down i mean i think might be a signal that they are they ready to listen to us now right i hope so yes yeah. there's, there's quite a bit to say so. I, I don't have a crystal ball and I definitely don't try to time machine broken to the future. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But let's let's be hopeful that maybe that's the case. Uh, either which way, I think normalizing these events will, you know, and, and doing so in a, a, what we're trying to do now is a very safe, compliant and consistent with uh, the regulatory structure put in front of us uh, on a lot of levels from respect for the track owner, respect for the community, respect for cannabis, most importantly, because um, we don't want any, um, you know, we're, we're not here to create a negative space for it. We want to lift it up and bring it up. 
Poxyville is a pretty rad festival. Uh, I was really stoked when they added cannabis and Melvin Seals, who's playing this year, actually was the, the name Dead Funk Summit for our headlining act comes from. It was Melvin Seals of the Jerry Garcia band yeah. with George Porter Jr. from the Meters. The meters and they yeah. were backed by Dumpster Funk. And so our lineup is very different, um, you know, but uh, that's where the spirit kind of originally uh, was birthed from. And, and now it's a musician supporting musicians band, which is, you know, that, that's uh, cultivators supporting cultivators, uh, storefront owners, you know, everybody supporting each other and, and finding the good ones, which um, is kind of cool to see how parallel their communities are to, to ours, you know what I mean? And so we're, we're all just trying to figure out how to do what we're trying to do. You know, you brought up a good point with uh, uh, Hoxieville, um, you know, cannabis was added to it, you know, it was an event that was already going on and that, that's a big deal. And then, you know, just uh, explain a little bit the thought process and, you know, the, the brand, I think there's just the three brands and a couple of tents and it's more like, a, I guess, considered more like a, a beer tent or, you know, you're not, it's not like these normal three or four dispensaries all just going at it with crazy deals and pulling everyone in and getting crazy this is just uh hey this is this is what we have um these are the brands and these are the products and i like that i i was signed up before i even knew you were doing that but when i saw that i was really uh, excited and impressed on that but the, just uh, what's the thought process behind that how's that going to work and uh who's all involved so we've got yeah, so we've got um, re we've got redemption on our list, right? And we're gonna have AIDS and a whole bunch of joints. And so the way that we set up the menu was simple, right? We're not bringing the dispensary to a festival. That's not the point. We're we've brought a simplified menu with redemption and trivium and sticky mitten, and it's absolutely simplified right so it's a whole there's probably 12 joints on the list and then there's like six different eighths that you can buy and all of them are all of them are like very inexpensive everything it's not gouged festival pricing like i'm pulling mm -hmm. pricing right now for example it's ten dollar joints you can get 10 of them for 90 dollars. so instead of like a bucket of beers where you end up getting one right now it's a bag of joints <laughs> so we've just transitioned that parallel thought process of recreational um alcohol use if you will at a festival into well now we just have we will have cannabis use instead because this is this is our kind of community this is what's better for us and we happen to be the very grateful vendor that gets to vend and in retail if you will at their festival this is it's theirs and we're just happy to be there and to be able to support it totally but, yeah. on point with all of that and yeah. so instead of um uh, I, I'm struggling for my words, which is unusual. We wanted it to feel very down homey, 
Um, yeah. I don't know yeah, how be to. grounded and have yes. it and just have it be very real. Like we're bringing carts, right? So we're, we're bringing our CO2 sticky mitten carts and there's going to be three different strains. One of them is blue unicorn from Trivium, who is aside from redemption, that's our other vendor that's coming with us. And they're going to have a tent as well. And I think, are they a consumption lounge as well? They're they the are. One. Yeah. That's perfect for us. I mean, I'm excited to see the, and, and basically now, all like, of you guys, um, meaning Greenstem, Trivium, and Redemption, we have kind of uh, ringing the field that the main stage is on. I mean, there were close to 40 acres to work with, so we tried to set it up as a festival space. Yeah. Katie's been out there. It's awesome. I've been now out there. Now we walked it with, with yard. Yeah, we, you know, making sure everything fit where we need it to fit. Mm -hmm. And um I've been out there all summer with my kids and doing various stuff like riding around in the back of monster trucks and that was like super rad I'm not gonna lie I think we yeah. all might need a monster truck just <laughs> FYI yeah. and um you know it, it's been good and so um it, it, it's been a really good experience this summer seeing a place like a raceway still thriving and and doing so well and um and drawing members of the community there every week that's the conceptually where we all need to be gathering points whether it be dirt track racing or in our case music and cannabis um are good for all of the community around it um it brings people together from grandmas grandpas i i share this story a bit and i was at my daughter's softball game this spring as we were like working on this whole event and mm -hmm. um, met you know an older woman probably in her late 60s 70s and we were talking about whatever i don't even know how we got there but she goes out to the raceway and I said, she goes, yeah, they're doing monster trucks and a weed festival. And I said, well, that's where we're the that, that's Jenny over there. And I'm Jeff. We're the weed festival, you know, and um, she ran out to her car and got her own extracts that I believe she had made with her husband. That was from product they had grown and was all proud of them. And so, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a weird thing, but young, old and everything in between um, does support it for the most part. There's always detracting, you know, opinions, dissenting opinions when something is new to an area or whatever, conceptually new to the people. Um, but generally speaking, everybody's been kind of on board. And then again, when uh, the folks we've been fortunate enough to align with Redemption, Trivium, and then Greenstem as the point of sale for these brands, um, it's been pretty easy for us to to, to keep moving this thing the way we wanted to move it, which was direct contact with people who are involved in the communities and be it musicians or our artists and vendors, and most importantly, our cannabis companies. Uh, everyone is rooted here, all pun intended. And um, we're really happy to be at the place we are right now with this, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's awesome. I would say there will, there will be some uh, Real Leaf Solutions Flower uh, with Redemption uh, there as well, Tom. So uh, check it out. Yep, want to give that shout out. Um, and then, um, you know, you, you, I've always been fascinated. You know, I've been in Michigan my whole life and 
um, the, with the, the different cannabis culture and watching things happen and watching things in the caregiver days. And, you know, Southwest Michigan was the bloodbath and the caregiver days and, and before, as we know, uh, quite literally, and on obviously respect to everything that's happened down there. Um, you know, even guys I was in prison were, uh, were from northern Indiana and it was for cannabis and it was part of the culture. Yeah. And, um, you know, to see it explode, obviously it helps that Indiana and, uh, is, is not opting into cannabis probably anytime soon. And Illinois is so expensive uh, with their stuff. But to, just to watch all those towns, and, uh, you know, all along the border just, just do so well and explode with it. And coming right from up until about 2018, we passed Prop 1, and in 2019, the civil asset forfeiture uh, uh, got reversed from going to be horrible to, you know, I know a lot of SWAT cops that retired after that. So what's what's it been like? So, I mean, obviously, there's been a super strong cannabis culture that's been more outlaws and been attacked like it, like they're outlaws, uh, even as caregivers, and now it's... It's, you know, it's an epicenter in Michigan for cannabis sales and now uh, looking like uh, events regulated and in caregivers. Yeah. So, I mean, Katie, you you guys were more involved on the start of the storefront side down here and and we're certainly a, a pioneer in that explosion and then have stayed kind of true to everything you guys are and we're set up as um i have a buddy who's in the process of opening a micro business in buchanan and you know it's without significant investment and backing and different things and uh sometimes you know it's hard um i have another buddy who's in the process of opening a micro business in three oaks and when you talk about um bloodbath that's been a bloodbath for different reasons yeah. from the way they released the licenses to the lawsuits that have followed and um now i live in new buffalo which we don't have uh licensed cannabis here yet uh i was at a few meetings recently where it will be i think entering the scene here but it seems like it's, you know, I mean, not to be too speculative and, and based on pretty good hearsay, you know, it, it seems like there are uh, entities involved before it's even, you know, being licensed. And so it's kind of structured before it's structured. And so I know they approve zoning on certain things or to move forward with that, but, um, it's been weird. And then Hartford has actually been kind of open to cannabis. Uh, you know, there's dispensary there. They uh, pre-approved some commercial or some class C uh, mm-hmm. grow licenses actually on the property where we're doing this event. And so they weren't reticent to cannabis, but cannabis events are a different thing. And so our final vote was a four yeses to three no's and i think we had more no's before we got the yeses so it was nerve-wracking at a point of pretty significant investment on our part um and we could have not had a licensed cannabis event which is what we were doing you know what i mean so um there's some stuff that could be finessed on that um we worked with uh, the cannabis legal group because there are certain times in life where attorneys matter and this is one of them. And so they've done a phenomenal job of making sure that we stay on track, but mm-hmm. it still takes all the work on our end. You know what I mean? All the relationships and everything has to be built on our end. 
they just massage it into place to make sure that uh, tell us kind of how we can do what we want to do, essentially, you know. Well, Jeff, um, you know, uh, if you could, please tell us, tell everyone listening, how do they find out about the event? Where do they go to get tickets, the website, uh, times, and, and uh, you know, just all of that yeah. information? Uh, August 26th and 7th. Hold on, let me line up here. So we've got August 26th and 7th, Hartford Motor Speedway. So not this weekend, but the following weekend. Gates open at one each day. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the original Cannabis Crown. You can find us on the internet at www.theoriginalcannabiscrown.com. You can find us on Facebook at the original Cannabis Crown. And um, all of those, and you can find us on Eventbrite at the original Cannabis Crown. And so, um, all of those also have links to tickets. Uh, we have some promo tickets that will be going out with all of our facilities over the coming days. So keep an eye on Greenstem, keep an eye on Trivium, keep an eye on Redemption and, and look for tickets. Uh, we've got a mix of String Cheese, Mo, Particle, Dumps to Funk, Ghost Note, DJ Logic is going to be spinning over everything throughout the day. Cloud Chords coming out, who just produced the new Disco Biscuits album, and the drummer from Lettuce, Adam Beach, drums on his new single. Um, so we've got some really cool stuff put together on top of Steel on the Farm, Mr. Blotto, Midwest Height, Mo and Co., and Chester Brown, who just hosted uh, their 12th annual brown town which is their own personal music festival supported entirely by the community of people who love these musicians and i can tell you that assuredly most of them also love cannabis right that's that that <laughs> yeah. awesome well um show flew by today and uh i think this is our biggest uh smoking rope podcast ensemble we've ever had too four hosts and two guests so i better uh, why don't we uh, we got some hard outs at uh coming up here uh, so I wanted to give a chance for everyone to say uh, say goodbye and uh, uh, and go on from there Kevin why don't uh, you start us off hey, Katie and Jeff it's good to have you on the show today sorry we, we didn't interact too much I wanted Ryan and, and you guys to be the the star of the show today so um, appreciate you guys coming on it was great meeting you um, congratulations to George on getting uh, his appointment to the board of the MICIA like Ryan said earlier Love I think it. that's so exciting. exciting I kind of read a little bit about his background mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. we need more people like him involved in making the decisions in this industry and, and try to keep things on the right direction and so uh, that's super exciting for me and Jeff um, I also think that uh, you know these events as we get more and more of them uh, it's gonna be super cool you know um, who doesn't love music and weed right and uh, and, uh, and 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 you can in my opinion you can consume a little bit of weed and, and go on about your day you, you know you go to a, a show and have a few drinks during the day it's all over for you so um, I think we should have more shows kind of con converting this direction um, and I wish you guys the best of luck hopefully I can make it out there for the show so uh, thanks we again. hope to see all you there. Thanks Absolutely. for coming on, guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, Nate, why don't uh, you go next? You know, I appreciate you guys stopping by for sure on everything. I'm excited to be able to work together on a lot of these projects, both um, from Jeff when you're reaching out to us and uh, Katie at Greenstem. Really excited to see the partnership continue on a lot of things, and I'm excited to see the event come together. Thank you.
Well, we'd love to have you down. For sure. <laughs> Tom. Katie. Hi. Hi. So I'm going to check on the uh, the lineup and see which night, but I, I'm, I want to come down next weekend. I actually have yeah, a weekend no off. Awesome. And then so let me know. Awesome. We'll get the apartment ready if you guys want to come in. Ooh. You don't have to take the motor. Just take as off. long as there will be bacon. There's bacon. All right. <laughs> I can't wait to meet you in person and your wife, Jenny, Jeff. Uh, glad to see, you know, a kindred spirit out there doing good things, you know, great musicians, awesome, cool things. So, and I can yeah, show, yeah, yeah. you know, share some video and photos from Hoxie from this weekend. And if anyone's coming down to Hoxie, come check out the consumption tent. And I want to try to come it's on actually Sunday. Really cool. so. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to, I want to try to come on Sunday. Sweet. Let me know. Awesome. Awesome. Katie, any uh, final words for the, the listeners? Oh, well, you know, I would get on a soapbox, but we don't have another hour. But um, <laughs> no, but all in all, we, we just, we'd love to see anybody down. It we Southwestern Michigan is absolutely beautiful. And I, I know that there's a lot of focus on being able to go up north and I myself do it during the summer, but our little quadrant over here, we stay warmer longer. And everybody should come down and try to check. I know that there's a lot going on with Bud and Breakfast and there's some more cannabis friendly lodging happening and there's events like this. And there's a lot of tourism that's starting to happen in our area. And we stay nice like into November and we get nice in like March. So it's it's lake effect, babe. You know, like it, it's it's zone five agriculture. Like everybody should come down and visit. We might be this little island, and I myself can absolutely admit to feeling lonely and isolated out here. But it is stunning. Like I wish you could see out my window, and it's just everybody should experience it. This area is, it's going to start popping up with tourism, like more with cannabis tourism, not just the beautiful tourism that it already has. No, no I, I concur. You're actually making me want to move down there. That's a great, you should uh, I know. I work, work for I the agree. area as a uh, visitor guide. We, uh, the whole fa- my whole family went to, uh, went to the state park down there for a week, a couple years back. Warren Dunes. Yeah, it was incredible. Oh. So, oh. yeah, it was yep. incredible. So, and then, uh, Jeff, you know, it was great to, uh, you know, uh, meet besides an, an email and, uh, any, uh, final words for you, for you, for our listeners, uh, as well. No, I, I appreciate y'all, uh, having us on here today and, um, and supporting our event from green stem to redemption to trivium. Um, you know it's kind of cool coming out uh the gate with the the brands we have represented and the companies we do and more importantly the people behind them so um you know consumer awareness is important to us as a family and so uh we appreciate all of you guys yeah yeah there's a couple of other cannabis little things too like there's the blues brothers festival in niles this weekend on saturday and then you've got hazy holes which is a cannabis like golf tournament up at iron hill um yeah and that one that's it's probably honestly aside from like i mean there's great events all summer long micia summer annual really takes the top for me but hazy holes is the event that i look forward to working every year like i love that event and if and they if anybody likes to golf that's fun that's a fun one that one's in september it's like september 24th this year 
There's yeah, Rick Anderson. Like There's a great line, a great lineup of, of guests already for that. He's doing a great job down in that, you know, in Southwest Michigan too. So, yeah. just uh, you know, as I like, I like to reminisce before I say goodbye. And um, really, what's well, it's awesome to see what Southwestern Michigan's doing. It's becoming a, a hub that not everyone knows about nationally, but you know, people are aware of it in, in Michigan now and what's going on. So. Um, the evolution of, uh, of cannabis uh, events, uh, you know, with cannabis, not uh, not just us throwing can- little cannabis events illegally. So uh, awesome to have uh, you guys on the show. And uh, thanks for all the, the co-hosts the co- and guests uh, as well. And uh, um, we'll see everybody next week. Okay, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for having us. The Smoking Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.